You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So, um, <laughs> welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by some amazing Halifax Wanderers fans. Uh, we thought we would view the CPL through a, another angle and see how female fans view the experience. Uh, Jess Wadham is our guest host for this interview, so take it away, Jess. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Jess Wadham. I've been on the podcast for a couple of times now. I'm joined by some other fantastic female Wanderers fans for this Mother's Day edition of Down the Pub podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there who are doing a good job of raising us all to be rowdy football fans. And definitely a very happy Mother's Day to all of the moms who are also essential workers. Thank you for all you're doing right now. And everybody else, hashtag stay the blazes home and listen to Down the Pub. Uh, ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, Missy Searle here. Hi, I'm Jackie Walters. Hi, I'm Vicki Israel. So these ladies and I are just going to sit around today, have a couple of drinks from the safety of our own separate homes, and just chat about being crazy female football fans. <laughs> we uh, had a little bit of technical difficulties earlier, but we're back at it right now. And uh, so first question of the day is everybody's favorite memory from last year. Vicky, do you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, that would have to be the first home goal at the first home match. Uh, just like the kitchen sucked it in the net, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of it. But yeah, no, shout out to Akeem. We love you, buddy. Thanks so much for that. It was incredible. Yeah. How about you, Miss Missy? Well, mine was also the first home game. Um, I, I, like I said, I left the game with no voice. Um, but what really uh, stood out for me with that game were also uh, meeting the Forge fans that actually came to Halifax to watch their team play our team. And uh, so the game was amazing. The after was amazing. Um, and then actually getting to meet some of our Wanderers players all along, you know, it was, it was great. What was your favorite part there, Jackie? Um, my favorite, uh, if we're if we're not just talking about the Wanderers grounds, that first, or finally when we got an away win at long last, our last away match, um, that was something else. I mean, finally having Ida get his goal and we were all gathered at, uh, at Celtic Corner watching it together. We had a huge crowd at Celtic Corner. It was like a huge celebration. Finally, we were so excited. The atmosphere uh, there was almost as good as the Wanderers Grounds, really. And yeah, <laughs> just a really electric atmosphere like to finally get our three away points and uh, and see Ida get his goal. And it was sort of like a goodbye for yeah. the season. Was that the one where after the match, we took that group photo and we had the flag upside That's down? Embarrassing. The one. <laughs> that, that was a great time. That pub was bouncing. Yeah, we got a really day. good, uh, oh. we got a really good turnout for that one. 
it was amazing and of course like Aida getting that goal like it was a beauty goal too that kid worked so hard last season I'm so happy that he got that one on the road but segueing off of last year not sure if we're going to get a season this year but either if we do get a short season or if we end up into next year what are we most excited for upcoming well I I can't hear Vicky at all really I'm excited to get back to work in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see um, basically the fans. I'm excited to see our team in action. Uh, I'm excited to see um, just what, just to feel the energy that comes with these games uh, in our city. Like it's so fun to, like we park in Dartmouth and we get on the ferry and you see other people in their jersey <laughs> scarves and it's like it's like a brother and sisterhood. You're like giving each other the, you know, hey, I know where you're going. <laughs> and, you know, it's just awesome. <laughs> you're walking up the hill and, you know, we've only did the walk to the match a couple of times, but that's just phenomenal um and like cars stop and watch and it's just this whole other feeling that comes over you when it's match day and that's what i'm excited about yeah i def- definitely miss the the buzz around halifax when it's match day oh, it's definitely crazy. miss that a lot i'm not like I really enjoyed like the really sunny <laughs> matches for obvious reasons. Everybody loves loves warm and vitamin D, but at the same time, like I also have a lot of respect for our rainy day matches because here in Halifax we're used to foggy, rainy weather, and I love that even on the bright sunny days or on the foggy days that those grounds are still yeah. just packed. And I miss that. I miss the perseverance of Halifax. Yeah, fans. we we left out that we didn't ever get truly rained out or anything like you know at most it was just sort of drizzly and uh and really when it's foggy like that it just makes the smoke bombs like that much cooler yes <laughs> I have great it really does that from our it section. really does <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, I don't know uh, what I'm looking forward to I'm really looking forward to seeing uh our new players just the new lineup and and see uh see what, uh, what kind of success that brings to our team. I, I'm looking forward to, you know, I, I was in love with, with our whole team last year, and I'm looking forward to falling in love with all the new guys, getting to know them, and, uh, and you know, seeing who emerges as fan favorites and all that kind of thing. Um, I'm also kind of looking forward to playing against uh, teams that have, find some of our former players yes to see to see you know how how that goes over it's like oh we used to love you what 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 are people gonna say to you now <laughs> and, and maybe you know like Matthew Arnone we still love you yeah. but we hate your team so we'll yeah and I gotta feed yeah. a couple of them afterwards yeah yes mama sir how that goes we'll see we'll see you know you know players who who were you know a year ago teammates how uh, how they react to one another uh as opponents i think that's going to be pretty fun and vice yeah. versa for that too right yeah 
Like I, I remember in one of the in one of the interviews, I think it was like LBG and uh, Rampersad. One of the two of them said that they hate it playing against the other one so much that now they're really looking yeah, for forward sure. to being well, teammates. They don't ever have to, and I'm like, wow, that's going to be yeah, a they really don't ever have to uh, play against each other anymore. So that that's something to look forward to for them. It's like, oh, I never ever ever have to like come up against that guy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other ones that I know that I'm looking forward to is also looking at uh, Jan Michael's transition from player to coach. Um, we all know, we all saw how much Christian grew from his first game yeah. to his last game last year just by playing as as a teammate with JM. But now to see him as the actual coach and like giving him more and more insights, I'm really excited to see that how that was a very smart move on the Wanderers' part a hundred percent like they could have picked nobody better for that uh does everybody here have kids uh, me? I have a daughter and two grandchildren oh. yes yeah. oh love two that. boys and a grandson or two men children because <laughs> <laughs> because i was going to ask how do you find the wanderers family experience like I obviously everybody knows about Searles. So every everybody sees what kind of family experience they're having. But for, for the rest of you who are moms, what like do you bring your kids to the matches? Do you chat about it? Do you watch them with your kids? Like do you enjoy uh, my it? My kids aren't interested in football at all, so that's a nay from me. <gasps> oh, the horror. <laughs> are they being grounded for like the rest of their lives right now or what? Because that's yeah, like so I don't think she'll uh, listen to me actually. So uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm 29, and when mom speaks, I still like oh, yeah, like oh man, sure. what I but do now? Uh, you know, my daughter is like me. She has a mind of her own, and it's very very stubborn. Imagine that. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. I think I'd like to see them increase a little bit more of the family friendliness of the experience a little bit. Like, yeah, having the, having the minis come out like at, at halftime to play their mini matches. I think that's adorable, but it would still be nice to see more fan interactions and more things for the younger fans to do, because if the club can catch them now while they're all small children, they will grow up with the club and be lifelong supporters so i think i think we need to up the family friendliness a little bit with like more activities maybe even having like a longer pre-match party or even letting people stick around the grounds after the match and chatting Mm -hmm. and maybe having some kid stuff because those few times when we did the the meet and greets after the matches the kids loved those so i would love i would love to see them to bring out something for the younger fans a little more and I know that they're they're working on that. One of our other ones, we talked about having a uh, a line of like plush dolls come out for like yeah, a plush rover cute. and stuff like that for merch. But it would be nice to yeah. see more activities for the younger fans because obviously they can't just go to the kitchen and <laughs> see beer guy and <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> I think um, the the team is doing a really good job uh, of doing like community outreach and stuff too. And you see a lot of times like they'll send players yeah. to, to meet with young teams or to, to go to schools and things like that and meet with, with youngsters. So but the kids are, the kids are definitely getting hooked. They're definitely into it. 
and you know they've got that 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 partnership with with yeah. Nova Scotia to make sure that uh, uh, you know youth matches aren't being scheduled at the same the same time as as home Wanders matches so the the kids can come out and watch the games so it's definitely something they're putting thought into and that they're trying to do yeah and I think their new partnership now um, yeah no absolutely. to go outside of that fan zone that they've developed online they've now have that. Um, Oh, who's the partnership with again? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I want to say Dreamscape, but that might not be right. I, You know what? I think okay. it is right. I'm so sure that was a smart partnership because now um, they're bringing online learning to that that, uh, you know, goes with whatever, uh, you know, children are interested in to make learning more interactive and fun for their parents who of course have to teach them for another month so that was a really smart smart thing to do online get everybody to start sharing it and um yeah so if you know if they've they're working on the online stuff plus they're doing these fabulous interviews on instagram with the players and i noticed that there are a lot of children that are in those um uh, those those interviews asking questions so it's it's been uh, it's been a kind of like yes it's a huge gaffe that we we're not you know watching them play right now but we're getting to really 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 know this team and the children in the area are starting to get to know the players what it took them to get where they were how young they started or how old they started and uh, and learning their skills because some of them are even doing skill things online uh, to uh, to do from home. So uh, I think they're doing a really good job. Yep, definitely, they one hundred percent are. But as we're always growing up, there's always improvements to be made everywhere. So it'll be it'll be nice to see to see where this goes in even five years. It'll, I think it'll be really interesting to see to see where the club is at. Obviously first year yeah we're ironing out some kinks but they're mm-hmm. still doing a really good job of getting those kinks ironed out one thing that since we're on the subject of the kids maybe we'll go back to talking about the adults for a second how about that cpl women's league <laughs> let's get that off the ground like yesterday right or maybe before <laughs> the pandemic happened <laughs> the uh there there's tons of interest in it like nobody can deny that Canada is hungry for women's soccer. Look at our national team for the genders right there. The women's national team, they put up every year and they're trying their hardest and we're losing so many of them to international play. Like Anthony recently had Alex on there and she was talking about her trip to Serbia and whatnot. And it's heartbreaking that she had to go all the way to Europe to be a professional soccer player and that she couldn't do it here in Canada. So I'd really like to see the women's uh, league for the CPL get off the ground sooner rather than later. But at the same time, definitely want to see them do it right. So I understand why they're taking their time. Be interesting to see what uh, what you ladies are thinking about this too, though. I mean, they play their... Canadians women teams play their first international game in the early mid eighties. So this is 2020. That's all I have to say. It's not just football. It's, it seems to be every sport where the right. default is the men and then, Oh, okay. And once we've got that established, then we'll move on to women's. And it's not, it's not like there's any shortage of, of women, uh, football players 
in in Canada or anywhere. I mean, football is one of the most, if not the most played sport in the world. So many kids play football, you know, both, mm-hmm. both boys and girls. This is, it's not a development thing. There's just as many women wanting this as the men, but there's this, you know, it's the, the culture we live in that, you know, it's, it's men first and then it's like, oh, then we'll have the, the WCPL, you know, like, it, but the regular one with no qualifier, that's, that's for the men. Um, right. It's, it's, it's irritating and it's, and it's consistent and it's across the board. They make arguments like, oh, well, the men's teams are more financially successful. Uh, they have more viewership, but it, it's a bit of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, well, if that's where you invest all of your money and time and marketing and and all the way from, from the bottom, you know, like if you're going to invest more money in developing players that are, that are men rather than women, then naturally they're going, you know, the return on investment is going to be greater. Exactly. Um, That's just a business model. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that the fact that women's sport is still treated as the other special, the other special version, less than <laughs> not the de- not the default version <sighs> that it's, it, it goes hand in hand. There's a reason why, you know, the viewership numbers aren't as high and and the interest isn't as high there because we're conditioned from the get-go to think that it's not the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, they have those, you know, big Derby, Halifax Derby days with uh, Dallas Mew and, you know, they have the women's match first. It's always first. It's always the earlier match. Thank and you. then, and then, the, and then the men's match. And, you know, I went last. All right, AUS, fix that because we just called you out on that one. Next time you get on the field, we want the men's match first yeah. and the women's yeah, match in I the prime time spot. I went last just year. Saying. I had to ask to get off work early because the women's match was starting at five on a weekday. Like, yeah, who who can make it to that? So yeah, you're you're pointing the finger and saying, oh yeah. well, the women's the women not as many people show up to to women's matches. Well, yeah, when you book them for five o'clock on a weekday. There's a reason for that. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's I, funny. Like, no, you're 100 percent right on that. And one. Uh, it was a really good time, but yeah, five o'clock on a weekday. What the hell? Yeah, unless exactly. you work in downtown Halifax, you're kind of screwed right. on that one. Not right. To United, uh, a couple of years ago, they just instituted their women's side in the English, like the, the English Premier League on all the, the women's sides that, uh, you know, like Chelsea and Spurs. And only two years ago, did Manchester United institute a women's side? You 2018. Know. <sighs> and United's existed for over, what, 100 years now? Yep. Yes. Wow. Yeah, no, that is yep. frustrating that it that they only got that off the ground two years ago. That's why Canada, we really, like, the CPL has a moment here. They could yep. create their own moment in history by being the first to be like, you know what? 
Same importance right. for the women's league, mm-hmm. equal pay. And then, and they could prove it. I got into an argument with a troll <laughs> online who said that we shouldn't pay the women the same as the men's. The lower end scale this year was $40,000 yeah. a year. That was like minimum of the pay scale. And if you break that out into an hourly wage over, right. let's say, an 80 hour work, 80 hour pay period, you're only looking at $19.26 an hour ish. There's no reason we can't pay yeah. the women thirty dollars for a ninety-minute yeah, match. That's right. There's no reason we cannot do that. And they keep going back to like, oh well, well you have, to, you have to worked. prove it'll work LPGA first. You have to prove it'll work first. <laughs> then let's do it. Let us, yeah. Let us yeah, be the country uh, that proves we, it works. We, we, when when the women's national team plays, we we've been trying the you know the privateers just to get people together watching football and. We'll, we'll host, you know, viewing parties at one of the, the pubs downtown. And it doesn't seem to make any difference to the football fans who turn out to that kind of thing, whether it's the women playing or the men. People just want to go cheer on, you know, the, our, our Canadian national team, whether it's the women or the men. And right now, our women's team has one of the greatest football players of all time That's playing right. on it. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? Mm-hmm. Be a part of be a part of her making all that history, you know? Yeah, Christine Sinclair. <laughs> Shout out to Christine Sinclair. Me too, but, you know, like she's she's become a household name because she's the goat. But you know, it it seems that in order for a woman athlete to get that kind of recognition, they need to be some sort of phenom and like the greatest that ever was. But you know, men just need to, you know, I think before, you know Alfonso Davies is pre- proving to be like an excellent player and has finally, you know, is finding his groove and is making a difference. But I remember when he first started playing matches with with uh Baron or is it Baron he's playing with? Yeah. Yeah. So he's you know Bayern he Munich, yeah. like a minute at the end of the match and not even touch the ball and people were losing their minds because he got a minute and it's like what? Yeah. Yeah. They just they just need to show up to get the recognition. And then there's the whole issue be, like, of the greatest to get yeah. the recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the double standard of holding the female athletes' personal lives to a different standard of what we hold the men's. Because the greatest, the greatest goalkeeper of all time, like if you look just at the staff, you ignore whose name is on the is on the resume and you just look at the stats. Yeah. One of the greatest goaltenders of all time is Hope Solo. Now, Hope Solo has gotten herself into a couple of issues over the years, especially with, like, as she has retired and whatnot. But everybody canceled her immediately when her when the whole domestic violence thing came to view. How many yeah. football, like, how many NFL players get away with that? How many, how many EPL players get away with that? They get a slap on the wrist, they get a tiny little bit of fine, and nobody cares. But for skill to skill, she was one yeah. of the best players ever. And as a keeper, I totally look up to her. Hearing about what she did, yeah, I was a little disappointed right. that one of my heroes got involved in some of that noise. 
But at the same time, the way that everybody was just who just ignored the rest of her talent and she became yeah, like a footnote. Despicable. I agree. It's just despicable. You know, look at John Terry from Chelsea screwing around with everyone's wives on the team, you know? And of course, you know, uh, there was nothing made of that. Oh, the big man, you know, give me a break. <laughs> Well, look at Kyle Walker right now, who's yep. floated at quarantine restrictions three times in one day. Well, yeah, but mind me you, too. like, I, I would pick any reason to hate on a city guy, but that's just uh, Oh, my goodness. Uh, see, I don't have a team. <laughs> he could have been jaywalking, and I would have asked first. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> see, I was glad for the Wanderers to start, because I don't have a team. Um, in my household, I had two boys one of course is a united fan yeah. and the other is an arsenal fan i know i'm a mother i'm stuck in the middle of that i'm surprised oh, they so never beat I, each other <laughs> i was very excited that we had a team that we could all love together yeah that's pretty <laughs> and, awesome, you know <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome now now, jumping on that, let's pretend for a very sad moment that the Wanderers did not exist. What other CPL team do you think you'd jump on the bandwagon for? Me, personally, it's Valor. I spent a lot of time in Winnipeg. I, I did my master's for two years while I was up there. And I really, like, I love where they're playing. Yeah, it needs a little bit of construction work. I love the idea and the story behind the team, too. <laughs> Not to mention, I think their kit's pretty great. Their new kit, yeah. okay, maybe not so much, but last year's kit looked pretty sharp. And I, like, yeah, no, they weren't the winners, but you know why? They were, like, a nice middle-of-the-pack team, like, played with a lot of heart, and I really liked watching them it's play funny, everybody but yeah. us. Go ahead, Nessie. No, you're good, Jackie. Go ahead. I think I would probably go for Forge and not for, you know, the – the reason you would think not because they they you know were sort of one of the, the best teams and, and ultimately you know won the championship but i met a lot of the forge fans that's my reason and and they were wonderful people and really and and sort of have become friends and i i could get on board with with their fan base i think yep. i could get on board with their supporters so for their for for the reason of I love their supporters and nothing else, I think I would go with Forge if if uh, Halifax Wonders did not exist. Yep, I'm with Jackie. That's exactly the same reason for me. Uh, I'm gonna have to say York Nine FC. How about just you, Vicky? Because of their close proximity to uh, Toronto FC, you know, double bang for your buck. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> double feature type of weekend <laughs> yeah jackie vicky's a vicky's a york fan <laughs> i did I, who did i who did i meet uh i met abzi <laughs> he seemed like a cool guy because he, he was friends with um mokuruma so they they were out after one one of the matches they played here and i, I got to talk to him oh. he was actually a really nice guy so so i'm i don't hate that answer either Oh, well, he asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the so, next blanket I'm going to actually attempt to do is the forge, mm, forge one. Right on. Nice. 
Now that's that's one of the things that kind of that kind of sat with me the wrong way last year. I don't think I enjoyed how they decided who the winner was. As much as I don't like I don't right. like Calgary. I'm I'm going to say it. I don't like Calgary. Like go away guys. You're really annoying. But when you look at the overall performance throughout the year, it should have been Calgary. Should have been Calgary. Should have been them. But because of like one match, they were like, no, yeah, winners is Forge. I'm like, yikes. Like imagining like working so right. hard and playing as well as Calgary did all Ooh. season to then be told you guys are not the champions. I would have been so brokenhearted if yeah, I was on that team. I would have raged. I'm hoping the same thing happens to nobody uh, rages quite like the Logs do. Than <sighs> the way they adjudicate these things in, in other countries. I don't know if their reasoning was because it's such a small league or mm. um, mm-hmm. or because they were I'm, trying to I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the reason Canadian was. Canadian fans who, who maybe uh, don't follow uh, football as closely and are used to sort of like a playoff type thing with hockey, but um, yeah, it was a weird choice. And I, I, yeah, as much as, yeah, I'm definitely not a Cavalry fan. Um, you know, I could, uh, I could feel for them. It, it, it didn't seem, it didn't seem fair, but it, it is what it is. I mean, that's what the league decided to do and Ford, Forge won fair and square. Like, I don't even think you can, it's not even one of those things where it was like a controversial result. So no, like we can't even argue bad refing on that exactly. one. Like we argued bad refing for our yeah. Ottawa match. Like they they oh, won it clean. <laughs> we're we were we were talking about uh, cavalry and uh, and forge and how the uh, I was saying that I felt really bad for cavalry because by all intents and purposes yes. over the over the season. They outperformed everybody else, but Forge uh, yeah, was decided was really as the champion. So, did you want to comment uh, on that? Just like everything that uh, you know, Forge went through, and, and you know, the Cavalry went through to get to that point, and then just to have it decided on a dime like that, nah, no, nah, that that left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I could understand, I could understand having the Canadian yeah. Championship so that like all of the leagues can participate. Mm-hmm. But I think because of how how new we were last yeah. year, we should have right. just said, yeah. "Okay, winner that's- of the season is winner." Yeah, right. And that that that's my personal thought. I understand that we yeah. are trying to mimic other leagues in other countries because yeah. tr- we're trying to draw in international fans to our league as well. But right. I just well, still, I mean, they won I both still feel for the guys on Cavalry for that one. So. Yeah, you know. Yep. <laughs> you heard it here first, cavalry guys. You're the winner in my heart. <laughs> that said, that said, you cannot yeah, deny the skill oh, that was right on Forge's team, like Thomas and Forges, and like they they put together a solid 11 for those for those last they were, games there they were really of, the, good, of the playoffs uh, side and and yeah like i said i you know j- just out of uh goodwill for uh the ford supporters i i wasn't disappointed with the result overall <clears throat> yeah nothing against their supporters love their like that's that's one thing like no, i don't think any single fan no. has 
anything Absolutely against not. any of the other fan bases, which is really nice. Like when you tell some, like if you're walking down the street in England and you tell somebody that you're a Manchester United yeah, fan and they happen to be a City <laughs> fan, you better roll up your sleeves. Yeah. But here, but here we're just yeah. like, hey, CPL fan. Hey, CPL fan. I was sitting in the Toronto airport coming home from Europe and I had my Wanderers hat on and somebody came up and tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know what? Wanderers are doing pretty good for being in a small city. And yeah. I was like, you see, I read that as a backhanded compliment, but for now, I'm just going to say exactly. thanks. But every time I'm working at Gaty at every home match and, you know, getting everyone in and into the stands, every person I see in an opposing jersey, you know, who has come all this way just to come to our little ground, you know, mm-hmm. and cheer their team on, I personally greet everyone and, you know, tell them you need anything you just come get me the you know the lady in the yellow shirt and uh yeah you know come on in and have a great time welcome to halifax that's awesome yeah absolutely i love it love it on the uh on the cpl fan page on facebook there was uh somebody had mentioned this really good idea about having some type of stamp passport so that as you travel around to each pitch, you get it stamped. And I think that's really cool because it would allow those who are spending their hard-earned dollars supporting the league no matter where the league goes. Like if you got stamps from every single one of the (laughs) pitches, you should probably get a free jersey of your home team. And and somebody posted that and I was just like, how is that not a thing? That'd be a great plan. There was that one family. What were they traveling yeah. around on their on their motorbikes and towing oh, their tiny awesome. little trailers? And they went to every pitch wow. last year. Yeah, I, I think cool. they were Pacific fans, actually. Yeah, that's that. I can't remember the support. name of the family, but shout out to those guys. <laughs> yeah, pitch right passport. On. There we go. Trademark that now, Missy. Trademark that right now. <laughs> Seriously, log on to the patent office. Get ahead of it. Oh, look. And if I had a dollar for every Joe idea dollars. I gave away. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm... Right? <laughs> That's why the club just needs to hire yeah. you. Missy um, Cyril. I'm VP super excited ideas. for whenever we get to have an Ottawa game because the craziest thing has happened. So I'm old and uh, I graduated from high school in 1985 and my bestie um, has bought Ottawa tickets. Nice. And of course, we have Halifax. So she has invited me to her house, who I have not seen since 1987. Oh. Yeah. 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 So how freaking <gasps> crazy is that? Oh, my goodness. Like she was so excited All about right. the Ottawa game Get that was going to be here. And, uh, and, you know, she was like all sad and, and yeah. that's when she was actually going to drop the bomb to me that she had the, 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 um, the tickets. So the season tickets. So it was pretty, it's pretty freaking crazy. That's so we haven't seen each other since, you know, th- what, 30, almost 33 years. Mm. So it's freaking crazy. And yeah. So come on, CPL. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I Come bet. on, Corona, go away. Oh, I know. 
Oh, but CPL's did hands see are tied just practice like the rest pictures? of our hands are tied. Mm, uh, <laughs> not as of yet. <laughs> yeah. You haven't? Yeah. No, I'm a little hungover today. You'll have to forgive me. <gasps> oh, no, it's see? two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty It was pretty exciting to see them on the pitch, yeah. uh, kicking the ball around. I mean, I, yes, it's Europe, but it's still promising. Um. See, I'm not a beer. Oh, yeah. I'm not a beer girl, but hey. God, I love me yeah. those Nova Sevens in cans, canned yeah. Nova Seven. Right. Thank you, Benjamin Bridge. Oh, yeah. I appreciate the Nova Seven match, Blonde. I really uh, do. One of the beer guys will come up to me with like a bag of beers that people have bought me, you know, during the match because I can't drink during the match oh. since I'm working. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the boys. That's he, awesome. That's give me like a dozen. Amazing. Yeah, man, it's great, you know. Double yeah, fist and shotgun. great, but no, I just really appreciate uh, everyone at Gady and everyone in the kitchen and in the main stand because we're like a very tight-knit family, you know. And the day that we have our first home match again, I just can't wait to welcome yeah. the family back home, you know. <sighs> yeah. And And... It's it's funny that you say family like that yeah. because it really is like everybody's one big family yeah. and then you have the different little subgroups like the aunts and uncles mm -hmm. and their kids and I find that that's sectioned out by sections. So you've got you've got Missy and the rest of the Searles mm -hmm. in the wharf. You've got Denton right next to her in uh, in the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. Mike and and the kids are in 102, the 102 crew. Then of course you've got the kitchen and even in the kitchen you've got yeah the kitchen privateers and then you've got the 108 ultras so everybody has yeah. their own little niche about what makes their group their That's group it, right? but at the same time we're yeah, all one big and i just love the family. atmosphere downtown like I, love I show up to a match <sighs> four hours beforehand and i'm walking around downtown <laughs> before i go in and uh because i got to do a safety check on both stands especially the kitchen so me and the safety guy will run around and jump on every square foot yeah you know, square inch of, uh, and there just to make sure that it's safe for everyone to do the bouncy, do the bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> so, you know. Honestly, I see, even though you guys do those checks, I'm still like, oh, God, oh, God, you God know, they it's not do the bouncy. It's like permanent stand or anything. But yeah, it's, it's very right. Yeah. Yeah. Once we it's get permanent stands, yeah, bouncy. <laughs> Yeah. but every time yeah. they do it right now i'm just like oh man somebody's getting oh yeah there. i'm waiting for someone to fall off the back i have such an anxiety attack every you time know? i see it <laughs> like, oh, like, to God. oh my god yeah i know that sounds oh. awful but you know yeah. us safety people yeah. you got to think about those things right so yeah <laughs> yeah Yep. Yeah. You have to plan it. for the worst case but, scenario. Uh, you know, I have like first aid training and, you know, experience in emergency situations. So I would just, you know, snap into action and be as cool as a cucumber as I usually am in those kind of situations. So, <laughs> you know, I just do the best I can, man. More on the subject of emergencies though more good news about why i personally believe the wanderers grounds should stay at the wanderers mm -hmm. grounds and all this talk about the stadium can just go away is if in yeah. the event a player or a fan gets injured 
We are right next to both of the hospitals that we need. QE2 is right across the street. We get a child injured. IWK is a little further down, but it's still right there. Whereas if we start talking about moving this out to Bears Lake, if we go out to Dartmouth Crossing, there was that terrible Shannon Park idea. It's not good for safety. Being where we're at right now, atmosphere and safety safety really have the ground. I mean, it's so easy to get to now. Like it's so central. It's so it's right in the middle of all the businesses that you know love match days because everybody's out at the restaurants, everybody's out at the bars. Yeah, and yeah, the the city is just electric on a match day. You you just feel it, and and we would completely lose that if we moved to you know the boonies somewhere and it you know you had you had to drive to get there and not to mention just i I can't even imagine the the traffic headaches if you were trying to get in and out and all the cars and stuff like just no forget about it like where we are now there's plenty of parking around there's you know people can walk there people can take transit there there are options it's i mean it's it's fantastic I live in Eastern Passage. I can leave my house at five o'clock for a six o'clock match because it's go across, grab the ferry, walk up the hill, bam, we're at the match, you know? Exactly. And then it's it's only an hour because you are saving the environment by taking that ferry. Howie and I, we we parked at the top of Citadel Hill because I used to work at the Citadel. And we'd be yeah. at the match. Yeah. It's, it's what, a great spot. When I head into work, I forget that the people are drinking at these matches. Yeah. If if it's in a location where you're basically having to drive to get there, how much are we increasing the likelihood that some idiot is going to drink and drive? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, it's very true. Absolutely. There it is. We there have police right at there. the match that are looking out for stuff like that. So again, and I look up. No. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, we stopped one guy though. We did stop one guy one night because yeah. we were parked over by the yeah, high school. Yeah, for sure. And we were like, mm, he don't look too stable. Right. Where are you going, buddy? You know, just went through the questions and stuff, and then we kind of said what we were doing, and then he was he was gone, like he left the car. So oh. that was a bonus, right? Right on. Um, but everybody had left him, so he was kind of like lost Ooh. so uh yeah so he was like i'm going home but no bud no you're not yeah. <laughs> you know well, so good. we're not we're not saying that safety and security is not doing a great <laughs> job you are all doing a great job safety and security keep that up yeah we're just saying we're yeah, just saying that right. what works right now yeah. works right no, now it's not Let's broken not it's in the perfect it. part of the city yes it's not absolutely broken. <laughs> and it's perfect for the walk Yep. You couldn't do the walk to the match. And I would any, rather like, see <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, going, you know, I'm no. only seven minutes away on the bus. Boom, I'm there. And I was just, yeah. I was, I was just going to say that I, I like the idea that, like, even if we, we, we can build on what's currently there, let's say we get up to a 10,000 person stadium or like the pop-up stadium where we're at. Let's say we get to 10,000 seats. I would rather see 
7,000 people in a 10,000 seat stadium, which is half versus 7,000 people in a 35,000 seat yeah. stadium. <laughs> yeah. Which is no, it's all the atmosphere. Down. Like we, <laughs> you can you can beat our atmosphere in our oh. in our first season. We had the best hands down of any of the the teams in the league, and and it down to the fact that our stadium is the right size. And yeah, in a in a city like Halifax, like having a huge like thirty thousand seat stadium just is not. It, it'll kill our atmosphere. When other players say, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to play in Halifax. Yeah. What does that tell you? No, exactly. <laughs> and it's not just our atmosphere. It's our pitch. Too, yeah. That yeah, right. Pitch. Like, as soon as we move to a turf indoor pitch, like, it's over. Exactly. Like, it's it's not going to be as good for the, the players. It's not going to be as good for the fan experience. Like, we need yeah. to stay at the Wanderers grounds. And, and thankfully, the, the club sees it the same way. Derek Martin anytime he's asked about it is unequivocal about it. Like he, he chose that site for a reason and Mm -hmm. he has every intention of, you know, working with the city to find a way to make it our permanent home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And speaking with the young, you know, speaking with the players, of course, uh, another quick shout out this year, you know, you know, we'd sit around and we chat chat while we're eating and, one of my questions was, you know, what do you think? What did you think about playing on grass? And they loved it. They loved it. They loved it. Kind of took them back to their roots. I mean, I know they're not all that old, but it really did. And they enjoyed playing on grass. It's an adjustment, but they loved it. And I can't believe that they didn't bring out any experts for this pitch. It's literally being taken care of by HRM because that was one of the questions I asked Eric Martin because I think the guys who do they take are care of the pitch are absolute unsung heroes of the Wanderers mm-hmm. right now. But, they take- but it turns out it's just the guys who already work for HRM. And I'm just like, amazing, Jen. taking a, a great deal of pride in You make though. one heck of a pitch. It sure became a, a passion project for them. And yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. They, they did an amazing job. And even now, I mean, you look at people who have been walking or, or near the the ground since, you know, the weather started to get nicer again. Like that, the, the grounds are green where mm. other grass is not. Like they have just taken such phenomenal care of that. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Green velvet. A carpet of green velvet, my dear. <laughs> 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 it's so pretty that when I got engaged, a bunch of the fans were like, Hey, Jess, are you guys going to get married at the Wanderers grounds? And I considered it, but then I was like, No, man, we would ruin the grass. Absolutely. When we did not. the fan event as it is. Um, go through. Chris took his shoes off. <laughs> oh, so bad that day, too. <laughs> Of course he did. Of course he, Chris took his shoes off. I'm not going to lie. I was a little hammered that day. I don't have a lot of memories thing. about He's Chris. Like, but oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at my child laying on the grass. I can't yeah. This the- reminds me of under seven soccer all over again. Yeah. I kind of felt <laughs> the same way the first time I went to Old Trafford. I did the same thing. <laughs> took my shoes off. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, so much fun. Oh, I've never so been. Much. I want to go so bad. I burst into tears the first time that I walked just onto the property of Old Trafford, right. where I could see the right. holy trinity of Best Law and Charlton. Yeah. You know, like the statue they have there in front, and of Matt Busby. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty electrifying for me. I have to say. You sure you're not Chris's mom? Yeah. Right, I know, eh? and we were talking about manchester united and uh, i said oh well i have uh he said he has a a little tattoo of man united i'm like oh yeah and uh i showed him my tattoos and uh yeah uh (laughs) your son just about see so yeah yours put him to shame (laughs) Yeah. yeah, he talked a lot about you. Oh yeah, and uh, even brother. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's true. This the um, the footy world in Halifax is a is a family. Oh yeah, like you know, I had no idea who the privateers were yeah. until this. Like, I started to see like Twitter posts and stuff, and I was like. Oh my God! There's people just as crazy in my house, you know. <laughs> I was like super excited, so I just followed them. I, you know, I never right. And Chris, Chris, James like, Covey is pretty much a Halifax James, celebrity. Right? Chris is like place. all about James, and and so the very first match, <laughs> we we waited for uh, the people to come up the hill, and uh, you know just just feeling the energy and we watched them come up and then there was James and Chris was like, mom, this, this is James. This is the man. Like it's so cool. So um, it's, it was really neat to have that, that organization already kind of formed before we got into the wanderers mode of this really cool, passionate group over here that just was kind of like keeping it keeping it going keeping us growing and then boom here we are yeah in 2020 oh, and we have something Garrett. something in place for city sorry i just wanted to say Shout out to, to james kobe who just had his 50th birthday on uh on yes. monday i teased him i told him he didn't look 50 happy belated james <laughs> nope Mm-mm. <laughs> he doesn't right i was so weirded out when i found out that like not only is he 50 but he's also like a dad and i was just like but you're like yeah. you're like a gray 20 year old right like you just went gray young it happens i'm almost i really myself. thought that he That's was funny. not older than 30 i really thought I'm that 52 yeah there you go <laughs> so i didn't i didn't think he was in my club yet so <laughs> yeah um oh. Right. Yes, but no, you see, that's, that's the thing right. about football. It really it's keeping us so all young at heart. Is story uh, about a little girl that I met at the Wanderers <sighs> matches last year. So cute. You remember the the time that they had the uh, promotion with the sunglasses? That yes, handing out all the free sunglasses at the gates. Anyway, yep. Oh yeah. So this little girl, I still wear the heck out yeah. of mine. <laughs> I love them too. Best I got a few pairs of them, but um, I uh, 
I met this little girl and she was crying because she had lost her sunglasses. She was sitting up with her little brother and her dad and, you know, she was crying and everything. And, and the dad said, well, can I go under the stand and look for them? Yeah, sure. I'll keep an eye out for you. You know, no problem. And he couldn't find them. So I had mine on my head and, and I bent down to her and I said, would you like a present from the Halifax Wanderers? And she said, yeah, yeah. I gave her the sunglasses right off my head. Oh, my goodness. You're so great. She started crying. Her father started crying. I started crying. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to cry right now. You know. um, Right? That's it. One big, happy Wanderers family. I know, right? I'm I'm like thinking Anthony's going to be going, okay, these women are all over the place. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Well, I just want to be able to hear what Vicky's saying. Why did I even let them do this? She just told us a story about how this little girl lost her sunglasses, and so Vicky, her like wanderers, oh, kids sport sunglasses, yeah. and so made Vicky gave cry. her the pair off yeah. her face, and it made everybody dead. All right, ladies. Well, we are going to have to wrap this up soon because I know that these uh, these episodes only mm-hmm. come out in like under hour episodes, and we're about to cross that line. So I do want to thank you three for hanging out with me today. I do want to thank Anthony Abbott for letting me hijack his podcast today. And again, everybody enjoy your weekend, stay at home, hang out with your mom on Zoom, send her some flowers with no contact delivery. And thank you again to all of the essential workers who are keeping us out and keeping us safe right now. Thank you, you everybody. Thank you. I hope you ladies enjoy the rest of your day. See you all. And yes, thanks to all the essential workers doing their thing. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.